0: Bandwidth for Erotic Awakening is provided by. In 17th century Japan, there was a pleasure district. Its visitors enjoyed unprecedented levels of sexual freedom, unbound by gender or class. The 21st century Floating World aims to create a similar space. Find out more at thefloatingworld.org.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts Dan and Dawn share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now.
0: Hi, Don. Hi, Dean. Away we go, episode 242. Welcome back to, I think we're in Columbus right now. I think we are. Yes, there's the cat. There's the cat. The uh, travel actually has slowed down for the rest of the month of March. Uh, Uh, It's not until April that we do three more back-to-back presentations. We'll be doing uh, Chicago, Pennsylvania, and Akron, Ohio for those interested. Yes,
1: back-to-back. So the poor cat's going crazy. And um, you said we're slowing down for the rest of March. When I got home, I didn't even realize it was March.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Today on the podcast, we have a uh, question of the day, um, which we're hoping our listeners will help us with, because it's something we don't know anything about. Yeah,
1: not so much.
0: And we are also going to be talking about Subhaven, which is something we just learned about recently. Mm -hmm. It is a successful uh, submissive support group of some sort. Right. And uh, you'll talk a little bit about how unsuccessful they can be, <laughs> and, uh, we'll, and we'll talk about how you can create one successful, and how you could bring a chapter of your of Subhaven to your own hometown. Ooh. Which, when um, Crystal then finds out that I said that, she'll be pretty pissed, because they're not really they're ready not really to roll, ready roll ready with that part not ready just
1: yet, so... Awesome. And we just got back from um, South Plains in Dallas. So I want to chat about that a little bit.
0: I That's do as well. an interesting
1: experience. And so then we just got some random, random. Oh, and someone has a way of pleasuring the, hmm, down there on her guy. She's got uh, a little bit of info on that.
0: I have no clue what you're talking about. You better tell me. Let's oh. do that right now.
1: Oh, oh, oh. Remember how we had somebody, a question of the day, that said, um, I don't know how to pleasure my master's balls? Oh,
0: yes. And your answer was, I stay away from master's balls. That's <laughs> pleasing That's okay. to him. That's yes. why I'm in the head.
2: <laughs>
1: Someone wrote back with a little bit of information, so you know it's actually kind of funny because I catch myself hesitating, as you noticed. What did I say? Pleasuring those down there. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so what they wrote was now this is from Gabriella, and it said, "You know what? I really would not be allowed to do this at all. I can see <laughs> that right now."
0: So these <laughs> are things that that Gabriella does to her lovers scrotum sack okay yeah
1: i'm pretty sure it's, it's for masters so but um i'm actually i assumed that and i'm not sure why i assumed that which is probably why it's it's making me tense up a little bit so we don't know so you
0: but, are gabriella
1: so i am Gabriela. i am your master <laughs> yes how you pleasure my balls well i'm just gonna go ahead and read it <laughs> <laughs> it says maximus loves his balls held and caressed I was frustrated that my arms are not long enough to reach around him while we're in the missionary. Is she a Tyrannosaurus Rex? I don't know. little stubby arms? <laughs> I don't know. So, she, she, her arms were not long enough to access his goods. I took a length of hemp rope and brought the ends together to find the center. I then took the bite and slipped it behind his scrotum. And the bite is the fold of the rope. Mm-hmm. Slipped it behind his scrotum, brought both ends up along his body threaded the ends through the loop of my collar, okay, so she's the simissive, and pulled the ends downward, one end in each hand. I could adjust the tension as we played. The rope stimulated both of us in this position.
0: Wow!
1: Yeah. So we also experimented with placing a loop of rope around a scrotum, which was very awesome. We will be playing more with this in different body positions and running the ropes differently across our bodies as well.
0: Really interesting. You know what? At first, I was like, "Yeah, whatever. Come on, let's get through this part." But that's actually uh-huh. pretty neat sounding. Yeah, is it, uh, Gabriella? Um, mm. You need a, a new set of hands to take a picture of that action because oh, I would be would curious be what awesome. that would look like. So,
1: is that something you're interested in, sir?
0: No, that's not getting crazy. <laughs> No, and and uh, if you're gonna do that, I want to use chain. No, Ooh, I don't. chain. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Not the coconut rope. No, the, 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 no something no, no. a little softer
1: than that. A little softer. Ooh, I am on a mission. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> you're not on a mission oh, for indeed. that. Indeed, I am not on a mission. So uh, we just came back from, as you said. Um, South Plains, South Plains Leather Fest, and you know, and don't take this personally, but I thought you were pretty damn judgmental when you were down there.
1: Aw, don't call me judgmental. (laughs) I had a problem with that. Yes, you did. (laughs) So um, South Plains is the home of the International Master Slave Contest, and um, what an interesting weekend! So I got to spend the weekend on the judges panel, Mm -hmm. and that is a challenge because I don't like to judge people. For one. You know, I work really hard at not being a judgmental person. And then, but I also want the best couple to represent the title of master and slave. Mm-hmm. That's something near and dear to my heart.
0: So well, let me let me back up a moment here to uh, listeners that are new to the podcast or have not been, or maybe they, you've been around for 10 years and just never been to a leather event before. Mm-hmm. Uh, leather events have, and, and we should actually, it'd be interesting to talk about the difference between leather events and non-leather events because there's a, Although the schedules are the same, it's a big difference. Mm -hmm. But one of the key components of a leather event versus a non-leather event is these contests for different titles. And they used to use these contests as fundraising events for a variety of charities. Um, And in this case, this title happens to be within the leather community. This title is a title that starts at the regional or the state level in some situations, Mm -hmm. then the regional level, and then goes to the international level. Uh, as the representation for the Leather Master Slave for a year. Right. And you and I actually ran for this title two years ago. Right. And uh, we are the reg- We are a regional title holder. Uh, we did not win the national title, but apparently you impressed them enough that you are back as a judge this year. Isn't it awesome? So
1: I got to sit on the board with uh, uh, some lovely, lovely people, which I'll actually go into in a little bit. But what I wanted to, to talk about, just a touch was that when I mentioned I was going to be a judge on a panel for the international master slave contest locally here, there was a couple of people that said, Oh my God, how do you judge that? Mm -hmm. And it is a little difficult. How do you judge that? And it's, um, there was five categories. So there was the MS dynamic, which means I get to watch them all weekend long to see (laughs) if their MS dynamic is natural Mm -hmm. or if it's kind of presented. Um, and then they had an interview where we get to ask them questions to see what their dynamic is like and how they'll represent the title during the year. Mm-hmm. And then there was their 10-minute presentation, because if they win, they'll be responsible for actually presenting on MS. And their two-minute speech up on stage to see how comfortable they are with a mic, a spotlight, and in front of you know, hundreds of people. Their pop question to see how they think on their feet. And I think that's it. One, two, three, four. I think that was five. So, and then each category's, you know, scored a little bit differently um, as to how many points they can get. And then it's the Olympus system, which means the highest score and the lowest score is thrown out. So, it was really kind of interesting. And usually there's five couples, one for each region. Mm -hmm. Northwest, Northeast, Southwest, Southeast, and ours, Great, Great Lakes, GLLA. And this year there was only three. So yep. one region did not have a couple run, and one region decided to reset their timing. Their regional person wins so close to the international contest, they didn't think it was fair to their couple to throw them right, right on the right. stage like three weeks after they had they had run regional. So they'll run next year. Three couples. Oh, my God, was that hard.
0: And to just make it particularly uh, difficult for you, one couple we actually know personally. Right,
1: right. So it had to totally... Table, you know, anything that I thought there. Mm -hmm. So, judge them with the same criteria as I judged everybody else that weekend that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So, that was interesting too. So, I get to sit on this board and I'm sitting with um, Master Teano out of DC that
0: runs um, an academy, you know. Uh, MTTA. Yes. And also the uh, Master Slave Conference in Washington, DC. Yes. Um, Master Burt. Who is an
1: international master? Yeah. And please don't ask me what year, because I started dropping all that history
0: to make room for something else. Who, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, uh, I was like, "Oh, Master Bert, that's cool." And then I actually started reading a little bit about Master uh-huh. Bert. It's like, holy shit!
1: Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Master Bert, Master Tiano, Master DJ. Uh-huh. Who, we spent who we had not met before. Yeah, we had a
0: nice meal with him. That was really, really interesting mm-hmm. human as well.
1: Yep, so Seattle. So we got to talk about the Center for Positive
0: Sex Positive Culture. Sex Positive Culture. Anyway. And some of the other stuff going up in the Pacific Northwest. hmm
1: And then there was Boy Dave, who mm-hmm. I'd never met before. He was but you a, could you took quite the shine to Boy Dave. I did. I did. I liked Boy Dave. He's a boot black out of Atlanta. Uh-huh. And Miss um, Susan, mm-hmm. who is uh, very big and masked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Miss Constance, which is one of my, I would say, local favorites. She's out of um, um, Louisville, mm-hmm. Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And she helped us with our run. Mm-hmm. So by uh, setting up um, some mock, mock judging, mock camp. judging yeah, stuff yeah. When, when we were running. So beautiful people. This, this was amazing. And that I got to spend time with them was just. Amazing, and then so Saturday night, you know, I'm actually like having to stand in the spotlight while they do my little bio thing,
0: you know. So, you know, during the
1: contest, that was
0: really, really neat. It was it was a really neat experience to watch you do that. It was Mm -hmm. it was a little strange experience for me because I was the plus one. (laughs) Um, So that was really it was really interesting um, to watch you go through that process as a compassionate, loving human being and we practice a lot of uh non-judgment things and then to be able to put yourself in that space of doing the right thing and you know what i told you during this you know you you had a little bit of a meltdown
1: friday night i
0: was gonna find a much nicer <laughs> way to put <cook> that
1: <laughs> i just cried a little bit because i didn't want to judge people
0: <laughs> but what i you know what i told you was um because and, and the reason you didn't want to judge people i feel mm-hmm. is because uh we recognize that um now, when, when we ran, Master Jim said, look, there's no losers here. We're all right. winners, right? Right. Uh, I kind of felt like a loser. Right. <laughs> because we didn't, didn't the title. <laughs> uh, and it was okay, but that first, you know, that that is not a pleasant feeling to say, I've just spent the last six months, the last year preparing for this. Mm-hmm. I gave it my all, and somebody sat across from me and said, nope. Right. You know? So, the point being, anyway... Um, what I told you was I was not concerned about your tears. I was not concerned about your meltdown because I knew when it came down to it, you would do the right thing, and you did. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that uh, you judged people based on the system that was given to you, and you judged them fairly, and um, I thought that the uh, the couple that won the title, uh, it was the right... For me, you know, I mean, I think that any couple would have... Um, Represented the title well, mm-hmm. so, so there you go.
1: It was it was neat. So, but but so I need to say who won. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> it was um, well. There was two things that I really really enjoyed about the weekend, and one was is that one of the couples that did not win. Mm -hmm. I watched them go through a personal growth step, Mm -hmm. and that was just amazing. They came in all all scared and kind of stoic and mask up and things like that, and then while they were being interviewed, they were asked a question that made them make a decision on the spot. And boom, walls dropped away and they became their natural selves and embraced it. And, and it was it literally, it was as simple as embracing their names. Mm-hmm. They were using scene names and it didn't feel comfortable and kept slipping up with their, their real names. And the judge called them on it, one of the judges, and they dropped their scene names, and you could just see this feeling of relief wash over them as they embraced themselves. And for the rest of the weekend, they were known as their real names. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool to watch them embrace embrace that for, for them. It was major.
0: Was that Now, did that happen during
1: the open interviews? During the open interviews. Because
0: we got to broadcast this Oh, podcast, right, right, right. <laughs> No, no,
1: no. It was open
0: interviews, yeah, and okay. I'm not
1: going to say their names and stuff till I know they're comfortable. But the couple that won was a Northwest um, male Couple, mm-hmm. it, it was um, uh, two males, and uh, Master Morris and mm-hmm. Slave Jonathan. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my God! Oh, you know, very. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh no, I was just going to say, what a pleasure to experience. Master Morris is 82 years old, mm-hmm. and it was really interesting because I saw his age, and I, and I didn't know it was 82. Right. You know, I I knew it was kind of up there in years, and one of my first concerns was. He's got to present this for a year. Is he going to have the health Mm -hmm. to do that? And I noticed that his um, references, because you have to have two references to be able to run, both of them mentioned his age and how he was virile and vital and very (laughs) healthy. So I thought that was neat. But 82
0: years old and pleasant and wow. Very well-spoken, fellow. The thing that struck me about that, where I kind of, I have to admit, as I sat through watching this, the part where I said, "Ah, uh, they're boned," mm-hmm. uh, was the part where one. I, I think one the judges brought up that this is a master slave title, but here you are brought. You have two slaves, and you identify as polyamorous, and
2: right. they said,
0: "Yeah, we that's who we are," and, and that's of course the very short version mm-hmm. of how they responded. But uh, so uh, actually, that just was not apparently was not an issue, and it was not an issue. So that was very interesting that we actually, uh, depending on how you perceive it. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is not the first couple that have identified and as so strongly as polyamorous as well. Now that I think about, it, I don't know. Maybe this is old hat for this contest. Maybe, maybe
1: it is. I don't know. But it was it was neat to see how um, they included their third with everything that they did. Now it was only two of them running for title, mm-hmm. and only two that were interviewed, and only two that officially will be named in the leather archives. Right. You know, so so there's only two: Master Morris and Slave Jonathan but they were very upfront with slave larry yeah you know is part of our family and we sat down in our household and we discussed this as a family as to which slave would be running with me right and this is what we decided and we're all good with this
0: yeah very interesting mm-hmm. the um and then, you know, and apparently this is our topic of the morning because <laughs> we've rambled about this quite some time now. Uh, another interesting thing, right before the contest, somebody had asked on one of the message boards about uh, the positive, you know, is it a good idea to run for a contest at all? Mm-hmm. And I, we had just talked about here on the podcast a moment ago about <clears throat> that uh, losing kind of sucks. But I think for our experience, and I hope it's the experience of the other two contesting couples that did not win was it was very positive for us to run for the contest. Absolutely. I, I very much recommend anyone run for the contest because even though you and I at this point, at the point we ran, it already had 10 years under our belt. Mm-hmm. We learned a lot about ourselves. We learned a lot about our community. Mm-hmm. And the really interesting thing for us is, you know, we ran on a particular platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still, I still uh, found, after a fascinating conversation with somebody else, that I still have a little bit of a... Issue with this platform, and that Mm -hmm. I think it's very positive, and I think that there should be more emphasis on it. We still live this platform, yeah. And that what losing did not change what we believed. As a matter of fact, it gave us more opportunity to practice that particular and push that particular platform Mm -hmm. of what we felt was important. So, very much a big fan. Uh, Some people don't dig the whole contest thing, Uh, and I could certainly debate it both sides. There's some pros and cons, but. If you are a couple th- or a person thinking, I want, I'm thinking about running for title, I absolutely 100% think it's a great idea. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, we will donate a book to your travel basket. Travel basket, basket. absolutely. So,
1: and the other thing that I tell people is, you know, life is about experience. How many people experience running for title? You know, it's just one of those things. How many people experience being able to be a judge, a compassionate judge, you know, that just wants to see the couple shine, Mm -hmm. you know, and and things like that. This will be stuff that I remember for a very long time. I'll I'll remember just
0: chit-chatting over coffee with, you know, various people. I I tell you, um, and I I do want to move on from Mm -hmm. South Plains Leather Fest, but I do want to mention that a little bit, just the... um, The view, which is the upstairs coffee thing. That was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I spent one of my favorite mornings of the event, and I think it must have been Sunday morning, was I woke up really early for some dumbass reason, and I said, you know, instead of sitting here on my computer and playing, you know, catching up on email, I went right up to the coffee shop and had coffee up there, and I sat and talked to people, and we talked about uh, women in leather, and we talked about... The community and the 50 Shades thing, and how it's impacting Dallas, and really, um, and then they also have uh, the South Plains, um, uh, living room, Mm -hmm. what they call it. And, uh, we have certainly found this to be one of the primary drivers when for our event, Power Exchange Summit, that we found number one, where's my social space? Yes, uh, because. This is where we get, you know. I love the dungeon, blah blah blah, but you and I didn't go. We walked through the dungeon, we walked through it, but yeah, it really wasn't the thing as much fun as sitting in the living room, the social space, and Mm -hmm. getting to know people and chatting and connecting. Um, so that you know, that for us is kind of the the driver, it is,
1: you know, and and me, uh, just running back into people that we met ran into two years ago, right? So even a uh, Liza and her slave Jody, mm-hmm. who won when we ran against them. And, you know, Master George and slave Bren, who we ran against, you know. And, you know, things like just sitting around and catching up. Yeah. So, yay, social yeah. space.
0: Um, and then, of course, the wonderful classes. They did have uh, dungeons and um, very nice event. Very nice people that run it as well. Uh it's funny, I, I actually approached Master Jim at one point. He was just sitting in the, in the uh, social space hanging out. And I mm-hmm. was like... You know, I said, look, I can tell this is a good event, uh, a well-run event, because you're sitting here chilling instead of running around frantic.
1: <laughs> nice. So, nice.
0: Uh, vending, very nice as well. Uh, oh, my
1: God, their stage show. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, With the drag yeah. queens and the drag king and
0: Sir Cougar doing Footloose. <laughs>
1: <Wow>. <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> So uh,
0: there's the South Plains Leather Fest uh, We should probably uh, move on from that Should um, probably
1: But I guess I needed to process that yeah, a little bit So hey, that's, that was
0: awesome that's Fabulous all- Very um,
1: hard to come home after that though
0: Oh, I tell you what I had the worst con drop going back to work Because yeah. I had um, Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this But I was going to create the Columbus Leather Core yeah, uh, And I was going to call it Core Instead of what I kept calling it, the, with the people in Dallas, I said the Dallas Leather Corpse, which I'm not <laughs> sure what the fuck I was thinking there. That's some zombie club for uh, Leathermen. Leather I don't know. Core. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, yeah, because I come back all enthused about um, there are some differences between the kink community uh, and the leather community. And there's mm-hmm. some differences that are worth cultivating. Yeah, uh,
1: but um, So you came back with the idea of the Columbus Leather Corps, and I came back with the idea of Subhaven, yes. which we'll talk about later.
0: <laughs> um, that could
1: be dangerous. Yes, because we
0: really need more <laughs> projects right now. As a matter of fact, good, I'm glad you brought that up. I am currently, so um, this is our official segue into something else. Okay. Uh, if you would like to join the Erotic Awakening family, uh, and you have skills in advertising Ooh. and stuff like that, then we need somebody to help us with some graphic design, some posters, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, We brought back, and I have these in front of me, these beautiful ones from Lupercalia. Mm -hmm. We just don't have time to put these together. And here we are talking about starting two new projects. (laughs) Uh, So if you would like to be our newest staff member for the Erotic Awakening podcast, write us at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Pay and benefits to be negotiated. Uh, they probably involve uh, no money and a... Um... <laughs>
1: even less benefits.
0: Yes, even less benefits. <laughs> so jump on that gravy train. Uh, maybe the, we have a... Their pay
1: will match our pay. Yeah, Ooh.
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, although, although if you do have a project of your own that you want to push, we would certainly uh, give you oh, some front bumps yeah. or... Uh, we probably have ooh I have some uh, secret stuff coming in too some gift basket stuff that might make it into your pocket instead ooh Um, if you would like us to tell um, (laughs) take two (laughs) fuck it if you want to talk to us write us a Dan and Donna neurotic awakening or use the got comment form on the webpage you can lick us at erotic awakening, like Susie Q did. Ooh, we That's, have a uh, Facebook of licks this time. One erotic awakening word. One <laughs> word. Erotic awakening word.
1: <laughs> Someone actually tweeted about us yesterday too. So on Twitter, we are Dan and Dawn,
0: all one word. Or uh, on the Fet Life, we have a group called Erotic Awakening Two as words. well. <laughs> um, oh, also, I, I do want to mention one other thing real quick: uh, is that we have this new. So, uh, Master Dan. Who is last year's title owner has a wonderful quote on his profile page that "fet life is the is like the taint. It's halfway between <laughs> something great and halfway between something great and ha- something Shit. shitty," <laughs> which I thought was a wonderful. Quote. I like that. Uh, so we started a new group on the fet life called Living Power Exchange. Mm-hmm. If you are a fan of power exchange of any form, be it master slave, um, uh-huh. owner, pet, yeah. Owner, yeah the whole property yeah, but any sort of power exchange join our FetLife group called Living Power Exchange uh, where we are just going to celebrate all forms of power exchange mm-hmm. um, and not um, put up with the normal FetLife Derailment and derailment. Thank yes, you. <laughs>
1: derailment and and putting down of others and how they live. So, yeah, I really like the idea that that we've got got that group. So I've got a, I caught myself having a couple of things to write about and not knowing where to write about it because I knew wherever I wrote about it, it would get derailed into something else yeah. and not get answered. So, when you own a group, you can keep that from happening. Again because we have that kind of time (laughs) exactly did you know that subject derailed no i had no clue
0: (laughs) yeah so if um uh oh podcast listeners if you're out there and if you are as a matter of fact and i will say if you are like well i don't want to throw that in there uh i was going to say if you're like sham wow who i consider is officially flirting with me because she sent me a picture of pork chops Actually, this <laughs> so fuck your tentacle <laughs> lakes dog. Shamwau sent me a picture of uh, food on boobs. In this case, it was fantastic looking a- a- apple sage pork chops with bacon, mashed four cheese potatoes on her beautiful breast. Ooh. What a picture that and, is. And
1: and she's going to be making that for us when we go out there to present in November, I think or it is. Where is she? Yeah. Yeah, I may have to talk to her about how she's going to serve that up.
0: (laughs) Maybe it'll look
1: like the picture. (laughs) Though I have been getting more tentacle links too. And you know what's funny? This is so funny. Hmm. Because everybody's sending me these tentacle links through FET and through email Uh and stuff like that. Yeah, your girlfriend is sending me pictures through. Facebook, yeah, and I didn't no one that. in my family knows why this person is sending me pictures of t- octopus tattoos.
0: Yes, yes, that's. uh, <laughs> I asked her about that the other day. I was like,
1: "What's up with the uh, octopus?"
0: Oh, okay, you're sending. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh! But I have to show you something, and I can't reach it right now. Bat. <laughs> you should see the new hat that I have. It's a purple squid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. We'll put a picture of that on the uh, show notes on this one I haven't seen awesome. it. It's awesome. I
1: find that stuff. So, oh my god. But you know what? I was talking to somebody at South Plains mm-hmm. and we were just talking. She was the um, the judge's slave, which means if we need water or anything like that, <laughs> she's she's on call to go to go run and do this. And her name's Irish girl. And uh, we were talking about something. I have no clue how we got on this subject, but we were talking about fetishes. And I told her how power exchange is my fetish. That's what turns me on. I really don't have a lot of things that, that I really need in a scene besides that. And then I said, oh, my God, but tentacles. And she's like, what? And I started explaining tentacle sex to her, and I got all excited like this, and she got excited. <laughs> now we're both excited, and she has no clue about it. So she's going to have to go look it up. And then Lolita uh-huh so came by later we're talking tentacle sex and it was uh, her partner that broke down what that does to me psychology wise <laughs> wow tentacle we just went off rail You have... <laughs> i derailed but i have a purple squid hat
0: <laughs> i uh i just love the way i to picture the idea of these you know um Everyone's dressed in their leathers and all that, and you're running around in a petticoat talking about tentacles. so, <laughs> cool. I, 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 and, um, so we do have to mention. Um, well, there was
1: more. That, that was the
0: pause I was. Oh, well, that was the pause I was supposed to have. That was the pause you were supposed to have. What do you mean? Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Coming up, the April Fool's Party on three twenty-three. that's March 23rd. $20 at the door. Bring your photo ID 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. at the Princeton Club in Columbus, Ohio. Find out more at adventuresandsexuality.org. Sweet. I'm going. How are you now? Yeah, you've got plans. Duh. Uh-huh. Duh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to go. Did you have more about tentacles? I did, because there was three links that were sent in. Sorry. So, of course, Chip... Wait a minute, where's Fat Masters? Hmm. Okay, so here's a new one that's sending me links. Raid Ho mm-hmm. sent me a link to a little picture of a tentacle monster that just wants to be cuddled. <laughs> it's a cartoon, and the woman's saying, Tentacle rape, no, don't rape me. And the tentacle monster's going, I don't want to rape you, I just want to cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> And then Chip, the tentacle guy, is how he's signing his emails now, <laughs> sent me the the link to the USB tentacle. Uh-huh. The one that just plugs into your computer and, and waves. Right. <laughs> so I told him I'd never get any work done if I, <laughs> if I had that. And then, um, oh, I think we're allowed to say their names. And you know what? I don't remember. So, But we did meet them out of canada mm-hmm. so this is that same couple and um they sent me the picture of um now i have i have seen this one before but it's still hot but the octopus on the guy mm-hmm. and and i remember that before people going no not the hook to beak that hurts <laughs> so much <laughs> but it's so hot
0: yeah that's uh concerning the octopus on the guy watching me i don't know why uh, we do have a, uh, question of the day that we can't answer, so we're going to ask you podcast listeners for help. Yes. We had this just recently come up with the balls, and someone came up with some help, so mm-hmm. here's, uh, some help for us, um, why don't you read that, Don?
1: Okay, yeah, I usually try to
0: ad-lib, but it just
1: doesn't go well, um, so I'm just going to read it. Uh, my boyfriend brought up a topic about him getting treated more feminine in the relationship. Now, I don't mind me being treated more masculine... But in this conversation, he said he'd feel better half female. Now, I used to have a relationship with someone else like this, but before, when I fell in love with them, they were already like this. So th- this, one must, this boyfriend must be you know, newer. Mm-hmm. Um, they already made that change when I first met them. I've known my boyfriend for a few years before getting in this relationship, and he told me if I could treat him like a female from time to time, he wouldn't go under the knife. I find him perfect just the way he is. I really don't wish for him to
0: change his appearance. Any words of advice? So uh, here's a uh, a boyfriend who has asked uh, that the girlfriend treats him more feminine. Mm-hmm. And uh, our advice for that is, we have none. We have none. <laughs> this is not. So one of the things that we do here on the podcast is mm-hmm. when we get a question we have no clue about, instead of making up some bullshit, uh, we will throw it out to you, oh listeners. Anybody have any experience with that or uh, have any resources for these people? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Let us know.
1: And And I'm hoping that um, Nikita and Ursula are listening because they just went through that. You know, they got married, Mm -hmm. husband wife, and Nikita just
0: went through surgery. Right. So... So they may be able to help with that or anyone else. Anyone uh, else. Talk us an email at danadon at com, either uh, with a, something written that we can read on the podcast mm-hmm. or come on the podcast and talk to us about it. Whatever works better for you
1: awesome so you know so here's a new little section that I wanted to add to our um, our notes every now and then and that's a get well section Mm -hmm. so for Nikita we wish you the best and get well I know you're home now and recovering Mm -hmm. so and then Master Talon (laughs) oh my god I did not know this and I feel so bad because I like to keep track of what's going on in the in the community and in the leather community and I went up to him and I said so you know just the generic so how you doing And he goes, well, I'm better now. And I'm starting to think about that, better now. Okay, maybe that's a generic answer. But no, I found out that he had fallen out of a tree and broken his pelvis like last August. So he is literally feeling better now. (laughs) Oh, my word. So must keep an eye on that. So sweet. All right, we have a couple of new subscribers and a couple of surprises. We have surprises. We do because, all right. So on new subscribers, we've got Lady Space from New York,
0: Selim Selma Selmia mm-hmm. from Ohio, Feudal Knight from Ottawa, and Good Old Dragon's Little Red Pixie from, from Kentucky. See, so
1: there's one surprise. <laughs> so because we, we, she's been around for a while. And then on Facebook, we had um, Pamela, but I didn't get where she was from. Pamela licked us. Amanda from Chicago uh-huh. liked us, so that's like a long time listener. old
0: well, I don't know about listener, but somebody we've known, we've known for a long time. She long, actually long, Google Chatted me last night. No, oh, no
1: kidding. So, um, and then Kayla from Maryland,
0: yay! Um, so very cool. Hey, I want to break in here for a moment. One of the things we forgot about from the uh, South Plains Leather Fest that was huge was the Dallas Leather Corps. We mentioned that earlier, but I do want to throw this in here real quick. Uh, So I think it's only about 60 seconds, but hold tight and listen to this. Yeah, okay. So one of the things that Don and I have been doing over the weekend here at the fantastic conference that we've been at is we've been eating because of the fantastic DFW Leather Corps. I'm sitting here with Stone, Stone, tell me real quick, tell me about DFW Leather Corps. DFW Leather Corps is a,
2: Leather uh, club that is dedicated to supporting the community and education and preserving our history.
0: You are fantastic. Your organization is fantastic. Thank you for the staff that have sit around and fed me and gave me coffee and the continual stream of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that have made my weekend better. I'm such a dumbass. Why? I keep calling them Leather Corpse. <laughs> or Coors, kind of, I guess, that's actually.
1: Kind of a totally different visual on yes, that. It so. does. Awesome. So I also want to mention that Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple with over 20 years' experience and sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom-made items and the repair and restoration of your leather goods. Slave-tested and master-approved. Find out more at www.manorgear.com. So uh, anything else going on, Don? I don't know. You know what? Power Exchange Summit's coming up. <laughs> it's, I'm so excited about that. So it was neat talking to Master Talon because he was one of our presenters last oh, year. Oh yeah, that's right. And he was telling Master Dan and Slave Melissa about the Power Exchange Summit. So
0: it's so funny. I, I actually uh, we do something um, special at Power Exchange Summit that nobody else does yet. Is the uh, the big debate. Uh-huh. And last year we had uh, Talina. Yes. who identifies as a Kajira, okay. and Master Talon, who's a leather, leather master, master. Mm-hmm. debating about whether slaves should, be, should have their own voice. Right. Um, and, of course, they, because the, of who they are, they debated it from the opposite perspective. That, uh, so that was a lot of fun. That's mm-hmm. the big debate, right? So this year, I was actually talking to uh, Slave Melissa Because I was going to get her to do the big debate because I misunderstood something she said. I was like, oh man, I'm totally making her debate that viewpoint in front of everybody. (laughs) And then once I started talking to her, I realized I misunderstood what her view was. And I was like, And you agreed with her. (laughs) There's nothing to debate here after all. There's nothing
1: to debate here. It's good stuff. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But, you know, it's like I told Master Dan anybody can debate on FET life. Right. right? That takes no skill. Debating uh, something in front of an audience of 100 people. That's, it. That's a little more challenging when you're debating with an individual. Yes. You know, um, and I tell you, I will say Talena certainly held her, her own against Master Talent. No. She
1: did. She did. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? I talked to our um, Power Exchange Summit Entertainment Coordinator last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited. She's got ideas. We threw a couple of ideas into her lap. And she's got ideas on how to make it work. Well, good. So, yay. So we have a little slightly different entertainment this year, but it is going to be so much fun. And the person doing the theme music for it is so excited. And I just love to see people excited about what they do and what they contribute. And,
0: yes, it's going to be amazing. You could join us as well as... That was a little weird. Uh you can join us at Erotic Awakening or no at PowerExchange Summit dot org <laughs> and go register and uh Wow, that was fun.
1: It was, it yes. was.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I just had a little <laughs>
1: <technical coughs> difficulty.
0: Computer malfunction there. <laughs> Apparently the computer agrees that we do talk too much. <laughs> uh so let's wrap this fucker up. Uh anything else before we get into the um No, no. Just buy your tickets for Power Exchange Summit. We want
1: everybody there, so social space, lots of good times Lady Elsa, Boy Chris Boy Chris is doing our what's it called?
0: Not a Keynote Keynote Not a Keynote Keynote, it's going to be awesome yes Um, so uh, if you want to uh, fuck off then (laughs) feel free we won't (laughs) prevent you, but if you would like to rate us on iTunes, or tweet about us or lick us on Facebook, and tell your friends, we'd appreciate it Absolutely. Um, all right, so Subhaven, we've actually mm-hmm. talked about it somewhat in the interview itself. Um,
1: yeah, so just came across Crystal Lynn, and, you know, it was kind of neat because uh, Dread Pirate Brian, mm-hmm. who used to be around Columbus, moved to Dallas, so we got to see um, him and his partner, Julia, and, you know, they introduced us to some other people there from Dallas, and Crystal Lynn was one of them, and she runs... Um, Like you said, Subhaven, and what a concept.
0: And another person that looked at us and said, what rude bastards, because she started talking and I said, shut up. Let me get a microphone. Oh. (laughs) So Dawn, here we are at South Plains (laughs) Leather Fest. It's clearly the third day of the weekend. (laughs) It's a little fried. We're a little fried. We're getting ready to go home. But before we left, we uh, wanted to sit down with Crystal Lynn, who is the founder of Subhaven, Because it actually sounds really interesting. It sounds like you've done something that we've heard about other people trying to do, and they've always failed, but you've been successful. So, Crystal Lynn, thank you for being on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about Subhaven.
2: Subhaven is a submissive, slave, um, switch-bottom group. We don't really um, specify. We prefer for people to kind of come from, from wherever they're at and where they're at in their journey and come and share with others. Uh, monthly, we have what I call a fireside, where we gather everyone together, and um, you know everyone just talks about what's on their mind at that moment. And then, depending upon kind of how I see things are going within the community at that time, I might schedule educational opportunities. Um, at which point, we open the educational opportunities up to both sides of the slash, mm-hmm. um, and because we really feel like uh, we don't see enough of that. You know, we see a lot of play at munches or discussion about play, but not about kind of the ins and outs and the everyday living of a DS dynamic or an MS dynamic, mm-hmm. um, and then oftentimes the bottoms and the switches come. You know, even though they're more from the the play side, to see what's going on, what is this all about, what is protocol? You know, I saw this the other day, and I don't know what that means. And so, we really focus on um, community education and support. Mm-hmm. Um, very much a family environment. Um, we don't allow hostility. We don't allow dom bashing. We don't allow mm-hmm. um, negative em- and negative environment. You know, at any time, if you know there's a couple people who aren't getting along, I say we're we're brothers and sisters. So we need to and we need to be there for each other. Right. Because no matter what's going to happen, no matter who comes in and out of our lives, no matter whether we're active at every fireside or just active on the forums or hey we're not active at all for whatever reason, we are going to be here for them no mm-hmm. matter
1: what. I like that. I heard it mentioned over the weekend. It's like neutral territory for the Hatfields and McCoys, yeah. so you can come in and be on opposite sides. But
0: you've mentioned Dawn, neutrality. in the past that you've seen situations like this, but where they where it is just a Dom bashing situation. Right. I
1: actually stopped running slave chats for a little while because some of the people would come in and then just start Dom bashing, and that's what it what it was. And I just don't allow that in, in the chats anymore. You know, it's more about positive energy you know if you're um, again we were talking to someone last night who said if you're if you're being negative how can you create something out of it exactly so you need to come in from a positive
2: Absolutely. Sort of
1: attitude. An
2: open mind, you know, because we all kind of live a different path. And, and I don't tell people to say, hey, you know, when you're talking, make sure you're talking to everybody. I say, when you refer to a dominant, and if that's how the verbiage you use, then use that. If you have a master or a mistress or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, a Kajira, you know, that's how you talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, that has really helped a lot of understanding and acceptance amongst the community. In addition to that, the dominants are so appreciative of what we're doing and and, uh, that they force, it's a requirement, you will go to the firesides every month or you will be a part of the online forums. Because that's your release valve, and you come back so much more enriched and a better person and your service is so much more beautiful after you've come back from that. And so, and I tell, the, I tell them all the time, once a year we have a dominant appreciation event, which is a really nice cocktail party, oh. where a gift is presented and each um, person, you know, gives, says a few words. I like that. <laughs> to their <laughs> dominant. And um, this last one, we just had it last weekend, and they were all in tears. And they just said like how special that was and that they've always seen these groups act like high schoolers Mm -hmm. and that we're the one group that just doesn't do that. So we're very, very happy because when I first set out, they were like, this isn't going to work. You're going to fail.
0: So why, why didn't it fail? And, and I'm already uh, concerned about this conversation because I see the sparkle in Dawn's eye that says, oh, we need that in Columbus because she has no free time. So what do you think is, the, what is the, the primary reason that you guys are successful where similar things have failed? I think
2: um, everyone brings a piece of themselves to it. You know, there's no one authority. You know, when I was released a year ago from a relationship I was in, I came in tears and all, and I was still present, and I said, here is where I'm at, and help me, mm-hmm. you know, and whereas most other people who, who are in a kind of a situation like mine, they get an ego, or they feel like I can't fail in front of these people. Right. And, we, and about being real and being true to our authentic selves, I think that that adds a bit more to it, and, and having that expectation of others, and, and just always being there. So it
1: sounds like it's, um, it's a safe environment. Mm-hmm. For them to be able to to share their their real selves right like you said, and that 's very important, so people aren 't putting on airs. Mm-hmm. They're sharing the reality.
2: Right. And I come in all the time. There was an, another issue I'd experienced a, a while ago now, but where I had someone who took advantage of me because they used like little minute um, escalation of privilege uh, techniques. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it. And I got stuck in this really horrible situation. And, and so I come into the group and I say, look what happens to even someone like me who's usually well aware. Right. You know, this is normal. You know, we, we're going to encounter situations where, where we're not comfortable, we're not familiar territory.
0: What is the, the, so, and along those lines then for, and if we take it away from the group perspective and speak specifically to you, Mm -hmm. how do you, do you still find it as beneficial to you? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Okay, how so? Well, for
2: me, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm much more focused kind of on, I, as far as Subhaven is concerned, I'm much more focused on kind of taking this more national versus just local, which we have been more national already. Um, we're getting a lot of national recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm attending conferences and things like that in other areas. But, um, but for me, to be able to go into a fireside and just share and be myself and just and not have to be this person who's on... is a huge release because I consider myself, even though I'm an unowned slave, or I shouldn't say unowned, even though I'm a single slave, Uh I consider myself still kind of owned by the community. And so I'm always in service to the community. And so to be able to go to a fireside and just release, have the same thing, you know, have that release valve and you know, just be amongst, um, you know, people and have that safe space is nice.
0: Very neat, very neat.
1: I really like the whole energy of it. I'm trying to come up with another... A way to ask a question, but um, it sounds like—correct me if I'm wrong—is that they're they're coming in now. All right, so question for you: Is it all females?
2: No, okay, we allow so anyone. Co-ed. We actually have um, transgender um, transsexuals who attend. We also have you nice. know cross dressers. We have males who come in. Um, one of the issues we have faced is keep. Um, Keeping the males coming back. You know, they'll uh, come to like one or two right. and then they'll feel like, oh, you know. So we're really trying we're really focused right now on getting someone in our leadership team who is male. Mm-hmm. Like gay, yes. male, or, or straight, either or who so that way they feel a connection there. But everyone knows that we accept you and not only that, we accept you however you want to be. You know, mm-hmm. you come however you're most comfortable. If that's dressed up or if that's not,
0: you I know. Yes.
2: And then the other thing that I think is a big um, that has really helped us out a lot is we're personal invitation only. You know, we don't stand up at munches and say, we're Subhaven, come join us. Really? We go to our events and we say, please come out to our far side. Please, and, or we'll send nice. individual personal emails. We would really love it, love to have you in our group or to have you be active in our group. And hmm,
1: I like that. So that will kind of feed into the other question I was trying to figure out how to frame is um, I know sometimes Dan and I will try to do um, MS chats and things like that, and we're talking about the power exchange dynamic and you know, things like that, or the slave chat where we're trying to keep it on relationship issues and, and things like that. You know, so I was going to ask, do you have people come in that just want to talk about play, thinking it's all about play? Or with the invitations, does that keep that out, or does it matter? if they bring up play, or is it just all about who they are?
2: It's all about who they are. We have people who come in and they'll ask questions just about play. We have people mm-hmm. who come up and they'll ask questions about dynamics. We'll have people who come in and ask about dynamic and play. Like, how do you have roles and rituals in play? And, you know, hey, I'm seeing this in the dungeon and I don't quite understand it. Okay. You know, So, we, you know, we've seen um, some firesides really lean more towards one or the other, or we've just seen a good mixture. Um, the other thing that we also provide, is uh, as far as safe space is concerned, is we, pr- we have Dear Subby. So anyone at any time can a- ask Dear Subby a question, and she posts that to our forums, and only one of us out of our leadership t- team has access to that at any time. That was me for the past two years. I've handed that over to Texas Sarah. That is never given to anybody else, and so anonymously the question is posted to the board, mm-hmm. and um, everyone can answer based upon their experience. And then in addition to that we always have a box at our firesides where people can put note cards in and we never reveal who those people are and we just say that the questions
1: are. Oh I like that. I'm stealing some of your ideas.
0: That <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great that's a great call out. Now you had uh-huh. mentioned earlier that you wanted or had, we're in the process of perhaps doing going national with this. Mm-hmm. So let's say Dawn wanted to start a subhaven chapter in, in central Ohio. Not that she does. She wants to (laughs) find someone else to do it because we don't have time. But if she did, what would be – what are you looking for? What are the requirements to make that happen?
2: Well, right now – so I've had – I, it's been like almost a year where people are like, we want to open a chapter. And I was like, just give me a year. Because like I went through this phase. You know, creating the group was filling the immediate need within the community and getting that settled and worked out and proving ourselves mm-hmm. was a huge thing. And then I went from that to, I can't, I mean, it was exploding. I can't do this alone. So then it went to, how do I raise leaders within the community? Mm-hmm. Because, and the other thing too that I think is a big part of our success is, it's not a dictator, I mean, it's not a uh, democracy. It's a benevolent dictatorship, <laughs> you know. And, we love and that. We use yes. that term all the time. <laughs> and so I have very clear guidelines as to how things are to be managed and run. And, you know, you're either with us or against us, or, or not against us, I should say, or, you know,
0: you go do Just your own not, thing. Yeah, right, right,
2: right. You know, and, um, and uh, so... You know, I was really trying to focus on that, and I, I definitely was able to accomplish that. And now um, it's just because everything has exploded even more, I have people coming to me, and they're like, we really need this in our area. We want to start a chapter. How do we do that? And so I'm now I'm faced with how, the logistics of that, sure, right? Sure, sure. But I have absolutely no problem spending time talking to people. If they're, like, gung-ho ready to go now to say, hey, here's, like, to get started. This is kind of how we do things. And and I, I um, am... Subhaven it has recognition everywhere, it seems like now. Um, so I'm perfectly fine with allowing that name to be out there with people I, you know, like, if someone like you, I would totally trust someone mm-hmm. like you to do something like that. Um, you know, as long as it fell within kind of the general guidelines of, of how we've proven things to be successful. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Great. So it sounds like you're
1: gonna you're gonna have a little bit of vetting or
2: a little absolutely bit of references things absolutely. like that. Absolutely, run it, I'm very particular. Name. Yes, I'm very. I'm so I I'm a business professional in my daily life, and building the brand of Subhaven was always on the back of my mind. Right. And the and like you'll notice I use the word I mean the the names like Fireside like there was intent in all of that. All of the people who lead subhaven are called subhaven mavens like we i had intent with everything that i did um as far as formulating all of that Mm -hmm. and i want to make sure that that stays you know very cool so
0: So one more question for you if you don't mind have you had any uh of the dominant or masterly types say hey want my own master i want master's haven
2: yes i get that quite a bit um and do they want
0: you to run it because no
2: (laughs) (laughs) no oftentimes they ask me why wouldn't it work you know, and why can't it work? And, and you know, I hear we need this all the time. We need something like this, uh-huh. but who's gonna do it? You know, mm-hmm. and how how are they gonna come to an agreement? You know, because you've got all these like element types. And I mean, I honestly would probably still try it the same way. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's just a matter of someone who's gonna stick to it. You know, and stick to kind of some of the tenets of of running that and not let, not allowing like the individual situations to dilute. Mm-hmm. the original mission of, of it and, and I think
0: that's where they might get caught up you know in that. Very, neat. So. very neat awesome Crystal Lynn thank you very much for being on the show today and telling us about Subhaven and it's a really neat concept and I hope that you um, will uh, accept the punishment I will have to met out later when I see Dawn even less because of her new project <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much thank you Alright, go. Go, go, go.
1: Wanna have your product, event, charity, or service as the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a ten. Twenty, 20 sorry. <laughs> Twenty dollar <laughs> donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump, which is usually longer than that, on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What, what a bargain. bargain. Contact us at Dan and Don at eroticawakening.com. Bye Don. Bye Dan.